So, we are starting a new series this month, which is called Relationship Goals. Uh, and while you're paying attention to me, you can try to figure out where each of those letters come from. Jenna and I and Addie and Abby came up with the most of them. But anyway, this series, this series, I didn't mean out loud. This series, this series is about relationships and it's about, okay, we're done. About relationships and about love and about uh, dealing with each other. Not just like boy-girl relationships, but parent, friend, all kinds of relationships. And so each week we're going to talk about something in that uh, realm. Uh, one week we will talk about dating and we will talk about how little Rob and little Tara dated as children and all that stuff. And it'll be a lot of fun. That'll be in a couple weeks. Um, it'll be a lot of fun. And so we'll talk about that. This week though, this week though, we are going to talk about love because that's where we start. We start with defining love. We start about talking about love. We start learning what love is. And so I'm going to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 13 verses 1 through 7. If I, if I could speak all the languages of earth and of angels, but I didn't love others, I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I had the gift of prophecy and if I understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains but didn't love others, I would be nothing. If I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it, but if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. So this is Paul talking. Paul who understood what it meant to not love others and had been turned uh, as we talked about last week, had been turned by God, converted by God, shown a better way by God. And now he's writing about what love is. And he literally says, if I knew every single language, if I knew every single secret, if I knew everything, if I had all of the power, but I didn't love others, it wouldn't matter. Um, we know a lot in our world about uh, people that have a lot of power, or people that have a lot of fame, or people that have uh, a lot of notoriety, whatever. And often they don't act in love. And sometimes we're like, oh man, I wish that I had their money, or I wish that I had their popularity, or I wish that I had their position, or whatever. But anything like that, no matter what it is, it, it feels worse. It feels less if you don't have love. And you might not even notice it at the time. But when you look back, when you think about it, when you realize what love is. The other thing about love is we define it so poorly sometimes. Uh, a lot of times, and especially in uh, dating relationships, but a lot of times, Love becomes just, quote unquote, needing someone or wanting somebody to shape up to what you want them to be before you love them. But the truth about love is it's not something that can come with a condition. Uh, God loves us all unconditionally, thankfully, no matter what. That means if you are the worst person in the world, he still loves you. It doesn't mean that you should stay the worst person in the world, but he still loves you. No matter what you do, no matter what happens. And so that's what we're supposed to do to other people. That's what Paul is talking about here. When he talks about love, he's talking about the same kind of love God has for us. Unconditional love. It is extremely hard to unconditionally love people especially when they talk while you're talking and things like that. But it's extremely hard to unconditionally love people. But God does it all the time, and Jesus did it. Imagine Jesus' life, how every day, basically, people would talk trash about him and say, you're not really the Messiah, or you're a bad guy, or you're a devil, or yeah, I don't believe in you. Whatever they said to him all along, uh, they would betray him. They would lie about him. They would hurt him. They eventually killed him. And yet he still loved them. He still forgave them. He still showed them love. He still showed them uh, truth. He still showed them hope. He still showed them grace. And so what Paul is saying here is you're all going to have desires and dreams. You're all going to have hopes and you're all going to have 
uh, life's plans. But love has to be at the center of everything. Love for God, yes, but also love for others. And so as we go through this series and we talk about different relationships, friends, family, uh, dating, whatever it is, like love is at the core of each of that. And there's different types of love, obviously. Um, but it all has to come from this place where you feel God's love, where you know God's love. And I want to go to the definition of love by this scripture here. Uh, love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable and it keeps no record of being wrong. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. Um, we hear that a lot, I think, or we know that scripture, or we recognize some of the words in that scripture, but I don't think we realize how difficult that is when we actually read it. Now, we think, well, I love my parents, or I love my friend, or I love my boyfriend, my girlfriend, I love my friend, whatever it is you love. Uh, think about these things, because we start with the simple one, with the first one, love is patient and kind. Now, I'm not going to ask people, but I know that at times, we're not patient. At times, even people we love we kind of rush them or we kind of aren't kind to them. And then it's like, well, wait, do you really love them? Well, that, it's not saying it's always patient and kind. It means that at its heart, it is patient and kind and you're striving to be patient and kind, which means when you're not those things, you have to apologize. You have to admit, hey, I screwed up. And that's a very hard thing to do. It is a very hard thing to deal with. And uh, I like a lot of movies and I like TV shows and things like that. Like I watch a lot of stuff. Uh, and even though I like those things, the definition of love in those things is horribly, horribly misshown. Like horribly. Uh, there's a movie that I like, and I'm going to talk bad about it, but I still like it, so please bear with me. The Notebook. The Notebook is a fun movie, uh, although it's kind of sad, but it is a horrible movie when you actually think about real life. So basically, what I would ask you to do, and I don't know a lot of actors' names, so I'm going to use Rob. But let's say that you take out, let's say you take out Ryan Gosling from his part and you put Rob in there. Now Rob is awesome and he's a handsome fella, but Ryan Gosling, you know, there's a reason Tara has his poster in her office. But no, it's, it's, I'm talking seriously, like think of, I'm just joking with Rob, but think about um, Josh Gad or think about somebody, Jack Black. Jack Black's a good one. So think about Jack Black in this role and he is he is writing letters every day to a woman who's in a relationship, and he is following her around, and he is saying, hey, you like me. You have to go on a date with me, and he's being pushy. That becomes a very scary movie very fast, but because Ryan Gosling is hot, and because he's exciting, and because he's charismatic, we're like, oh, this is a romantic movie, but it's not. It's a horrible version of love, and they have every difference, but because they made goo-goo eyes at each other, we're like, oh, they, their love matters forever. That's not how love works. The other one, which I don't like as much, but some of you probably do, is Titanic. Titanic drives me insane. And I'm not just, this isn't just me trashing movies, believe me. But it's not, it's not just about, it's not just about the fact that there was enough room on the door for Leo to get on. It's not that. But it's about the fact that they knew each other for like a week. And maybe they built a deep connection and they started something, but they felt such love in that week that even after he died, she pined for him. She had another husband. She had other kids. And yet she still only cares about him. Now think about that. Think about that from the, the aspect of you marry somebody one day. You marry somebody and that person, that person is always thinking about their first love and they're always talking about their first love and they're always saying you don't match up to their first love. How do you feel about that? That's not real love, guys. That's obsession. 
That is not real love. That's obsession. And, and furthermore, she like takes this expensive jewelry that could have paid for her kid's college and she throws it into the ocean because it was his. It's so stupid. Anyway, the point is, the definition we see of love is entirely, is entirely physical attraction based. It's entirely for love at first sight. Like you see somebody and boom, fireworks go off. And, and when it comes to parent love, if you see it on TV shows or you see it on movies, it's very often like the parents are always these dumb guys who are always wrong and they're always, you're always right because you're a kid or vice versa if it's an older movie. Uh, but love is always shown so differently and so wrongly in movie and TV shows. And again, I'm not saying that these things are bad. I'm just saying that if you grow up thinking, like let's say you're a girl and you see all of these rom-coms, and you grow up thinking, well, I need to find a guy that's a bad guy so I can change him because that's real love. Or I need to find a guy to save me from this town and help me to see what I really should do so I won't be clumsy anymore and I can take off my glasses. Or whatever else it is that you can do. Or if you're a guy, it's like, hey, all I have to do is like take off my shirt and work out and I can be a jerk and I can treat people like uh, garbage as long as at the end, as long as at the end, I'm nice. And, and we treat people like that. And yes, sometimes, sometimes in real life it works like that, but it's not okay. It's not right. It's not something that's good because all of you are worth this real definition of love. That love is patient and love is kind. Now, I get in sibling relationships and friend relationships and family relationships, very often patience and kindness can go out the window. But you come back to the table and you keep talking and you keep sharing. It goes on to not being jealous or boastful or proud. Uh, I think back to the notebook again and all the jealousy and the envy and the anger that comes from that. Um, sometimes we see that and we're like, oh, he, he's jealous of me or she's jealous for me. Then that means they love. That's not love. Again, that goes to obsession. Love is where you care about someone and who they are, regardless of who you want them to be. It's where you care about someone and their life. It's where you show your true self, and it's where you live that true self. You're not boastful. You're not proud. You're not fake. It's all of these things are what love is. Uh, it doesn't demand its own way. That means that it's pretty much 50-50 all the time. Now, I'm going to stop here and say, don't go home to your parents and say, Jeff said love has to be 50-50, so I get to make half the rules in the house. That's not going to fly. It's not going to work. That's not true. If you, unless you pay rent, you got to do what they say. So, so anyway, that is all part of it. And it goes on to say it's not irritable, which means it's not looking... Somebody that loves you, truly loves you, is not looking for ways to keep a list of all the things you've done wrong. And you're not doing that. You're not constantly throwing things in people's face. And I'm talking any level of relationship. You're not constantly throwing it in their faces. You're not keeping a record of being wronged. Imagine, think about your life. And don't, say, don't think out loud, some of you. But think about your life. Think about your life. And all of the things you've done that were wrong, all of the things you've done that hurt other people, all of the things that you've done that were not good. And now imagine if everyone else, if everyone else kept a record of that and reminded you of it all of the time, everyone that says they love you. Imagine if God kept a record of that and reminded you of that every day. Like you wake up and God sends down like a, a, a stone, like the Ten Commandments, and it lands on you in bed and it hurts. But it lands on you and it has a list of everything you've ever done wrong, everything you've ever thought wrong, everything you've ever felt wrong. Are you going to feel very loved then? No, you're not. And yet God loves us so much that he continues to love us even throughout all of that. And that's what love is. And again, I say, we are not perfect. And so in every kind of relationship, each side is going to screw up at times. Like each side is going to say something they regret or do something they regret or think something they regret. 
And that's why it's also so important, regardless of whether it's family or friend or dating or whatever else, to talk and to communicate and to share with each other. And again, I get that at your age, and I've said this a lot and I'll continue to say it a lot because it's important and it's valuable. At your age, you've got a lot of people in your life, especially adults, saying your opinion doesn't matter, go be a kid. And then on the other hand, a lot of people in your life saying, hey, act more mature, be more of an adult. And it's hard. And so it's hard then to communicate your feelings, especially if it's your feelings to your parents and you're like, they don't really listen. I'm talking go to them calmly or go to a family member calmly and talk and just be honest. Not from a, hey, you do this and you make me feel like this, but like a, hey, I feel like this. What, what can I do? And just talk, actually talk. That's what love is. That is showing love. It's feeling love. It's doing that. And it doesn't rejoice about injustice. It rejoices wherever truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. Love is something that everyone strives to feel. And this goes back to the movies and TV shows, but also kind of how we live our lives. Um, there are so many people who make so many bad decisions just because they want to feel loved. And maybe there have been tragedies or traumas in their life. Or maybe you've had bad relationship experiences. Or maybe people have treated you not how you deserve. And so you constantly are seeking validation, seeking love, seeking someone to say, hey, I love you. I have in my life counseled people and known people who give up everything about who they are just to hear those words. And other people know that. But here is what I want to get across to you in this first week, in this opening week, in this uh, introductory week. You are already worth being loved as you are. Anyone Anyone who says, you have to do this, you have to say this, you have to be this in order for me to love you, that's not love. And that is dangerous and that is bad. I don't care what level it is. I don't care what kind of relationship it is. That's not what love is. Because God loves us no matter what. Jesus died on the cross for us before we were Christians, before we were even alive. And that's real love. He sacrifices, he gives up, he does everything everything for us because he loves us and he sets that example you are worth that you are worth understanding you are worth patience you are worth kindness you are worth the real definition of love and again i'm not trashing the tv shows and the pop culture things but we have to look at those things from a realistic perspective and think what would this look like in real life is this really what i want and most of the time no it's not you take looks out of it and you take everything else out of it and it's like is this really what life is like? Is this really what a relationship would be like? Is this really what a family should be like? And, and you know, when you go home, you're not going to have, maybe you don't have game nights every Tuesday or whatever else healthy families do according to TV and stuff. But if you talk and you share and you listen and you know that sometimes you're going to disagree and sometimes you're going to get loud and sometimes you're going to argue and sometimes you're going to be upset, but you always come back to that safe place where you're talking and you're sharing and you're helping and you're doing your best. Uh, this morning I said something when I preached that was basically, as long as you're trying your best, no matter what it is, you're succeeding. And that counts for this too. Love is such a difficult thing because all of us want that magical Disney blah, blah, blah love. To go to one more movie, uh, Cinderella, wonderful story, but... The prince, who is true love after they danced, which, come on, uh, he doesn't even remember what she looks like. He has to try the shoe on every single person in town. And we see that as love because it's got music around it, and it's fun, and it's magical, but that's not love. 
And again, we see these things and we build them into ourselves and we think this is what I need, this is what I want. And I'm not just talking about romantic relationships again. I'm talking about friends. Because we see friends that are mean to each other on TV or we see like these horrible jokes at our expense and maybe you have a friend who kind of makes mean jokes to you and you're like, ah, you fake laugh or something and it's like, I'm not talking like where you both do it and you kind of have that understanding. I'm talking where you're kind of the butt of the jokes all the time and you're like feeling like, oh, they won't, if I don't do exactly what they want, if I don't laugh exactly when they want, then they're going to leave me. Abandonment can be a big thing here and we'll talk about that throughout this series. But... You, again I say, are already worth everything. You're already enough as you are. Now, does that mean nobody in here can improve? Of course not. Tara gave me a list of how to improve Rob, and I'm going to be talking about that. But no, everybody in here, everybody in here can be improved. Like, all of us can do better, but not to get loved. Not to be loved, because we're already loved. And so this week, I just wanted to talk about what love actually is. Get it now? It's what love actually is. It's about showing that patience, and it's about understanding the importance of love. But not just a romantic love, and not just a familiar love, and not just a friend love, but love total. And love that begins with God, and accepting that you are loved by Him. Accepting that you are worth loved, worth being loved by Him. Accepting that as you are, even though we can all grow and change and be better, as you are, you're already worth it. And accepting that and going from there and being like, okay, I may not have the best family situation or I may not have the best friend situation, but I know God loves me. And so I'm going to do my best to change this. I'm going to do my best to do better. I'm going to do my best to, to show love, to try to feel love. This can be hard. For some people, it's easier than others. For some of you, it's like, I feel loved. Like, I feel like I have a good life. And I feel like I have good friends. And I feel like I have good parents or whatever else. And I feel loved. For some of you, maybe you don't feel that all the time. I will tell you this as a personal level, I have a lot of trouble feeling loved. And I, I know that sometimes when I say that, people will be like, oh, but I love you, Jeff. That's fine. I understand. But it's like I don't feel loved or worthy of love sometimes. And that dictates how I act sometimes because I, it, it just it feels weird and it hurts. And so I always feel like I have to earn it. Even though I know that I don't, it's like I always feel that. And that can be a hard thing to do, which is why we have to keep consciously aware of it and being like, okay, okay, I feel like garbage today. And I feel like just nothing is going my way and I feel like nobody likes me. But I have to remember that I, 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 I am loved. And again, you start with God because that never changes. And you're like, okay, so let me think about what's good in my life. And you start to think about what's good in your life. And let me think about who shows me love. And then you think about that. And maybe it's somebody that sat with you once and talked to you. Maybe it's somebody that listened to you. Uh, maybe your parents really did something amazing for you. Or maybe they just show you love all the time. Maybe a friend, family member, whatever. But you think about that. And you remember, okay, I am loved. And then you stand up and you show who you are. Because if you base your identity on always changing, and again, I'll talk about this in a couple weeks too, always changing to fit what someone else wants in order for them to love you. You're always going to be changing, and when they go away or something happens, who are you? This goes back to the whole identity thing. If you base your identity on being an athlete, or you base your identity on being a student, or you base your identity on being a whatever, like a Bengals fan, like at some point, those things fail or those things go away, uh, and then you're stuck with redefining yourself. But if your identity starts with the fact that God loves you no matter what, 
God loves you as you are. God loves you because you're worth it. God loves you because you're enough. God loves you because you have value. God loves you because you're amazing. God loves you because you deserve to be loved. Then you're like, okay, this is where it starts and I can go from here. And again, like I said, it can be hard. But it's something that you have to keep remembering and reminding yourself. And so in this series, we're going to talk about specific relationships, yes. But all of it comes down to the fact that you're already loved. And so you don't have to go out and earn that. You don't have to go out and change to earn that because you're already loved. Now, does that mean you're not going to feel the desire to, to have different kinds of relationships or to hear those words? Of course you are. Everybody does. But you have to remember, okay, God loves me as I am. And love means understanding and accepting people. Love means helping people. Love means being there for people. So I deserve that. And you live your life showing that to other people. And then accepting the fact that you deserve that same respect, that same love. So that's what this series is about. That's what this week is about. And each week as we talk about these things... Uh, sometimes you're going to be like, oh man, I really feel this. I really get this. And sometimes you're going to be like, I don't know what this is like. I get it. And so when we do small group stuff and when you talk to your leaders, I promise you that the adults that are here are here because they already love you. And so we will listen to what you talk about and we will listen to how you answer the questions. And if you ever have a week during this series, especially, but during any series where it's like, I know that, that these are the questions, but I really have a question about this, or I really want to talk about this. I guarantee I guarantee, without even talking to the other adult, I guarantee that they'll be like, okay, let's do that. I guarantee that. But this series, I want it to start with you understanding that you are loved. And I keep saying that because it's important, because sometimes the world tries to take that knowledge away from us. You are loved as you are. You are worth it as you are. You are enough as you are. So live your life starting there and understanding that, even if you have to remind yourself a hundred times a day as I do, remind yourself and then live your life, not to earn it, but to show it and then to receive it. That's all I got.